Hello everybody, this is We Are Marvel, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast that covers all the corners of the MCU. My name is Jerry. And my name is Justin. And join us as we delve deep into the MCU from Iron Man to Endgame and beyond. Join us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Goryor, one-stop shop for just about everything horror. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin. And my name is Brandon. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm all right. This is a good day. I'm That's tired, good. but it's a decent day. Yeah, I've kind of felt like crap all day, but gotta yeah. gotta do it for the fans. Right, it's kind of a a dreary Sunday. Uh, yeah. Peek behind the curtain. We were this close to recording on a Tuesday. That yeah, fucking close. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, guys. We're getting. Um, obviously, you won't notice a difference like we no. do, but the release schedule will be the same, and this is. This is technically the beginning of season three. I almost forgot to say it, or mm. season two, depending <laughs> on how Brandon wants to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we did we're kind of s- change on year two. We did, yeah. you know, some formatting changes. We did. We'll we'll say season three, year two. We're coming up on our like two solid years of episodes. Hmm. Uh, this is like what episode fifty three. Yeah, which is. Yeah. Two years with episodes. Yeah. And so, yeah, we decided to sw- swap it up a little bit. Yeah. And um, Justin kicked off the show with his first pick. And so mm-hmm. he's kicking off season three with this Treehouse of Horror, my <laughs> favorite. It might be one of our least listened to shows, but too bad. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, and the thing about, <laughs> like, I like I, I liked, I liked The Simpsons. I always have. I've just always been more of a South Park guy. Sure. And I love how much they like know <laughs> that, like you know, they're like the the Simpsons did an episode, like yeah, every I was single, just thinking that one, yeah, that every one was fantastic, right? Like, what better way to pay, uh, pay tribute to a show that's been going for the majority of my existence? Yeah, it's been going pretty much since I was born, right? Like, yeah, and then it's like, okay, so thirty. 30 years 30 plus years you're like mm. like as long it's like it is like south park as long as there's something going on in the world it'll always be relevant yeah um and yeah just keep it going mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't, I mean i I don't watch it weekly i only watch it now during treehouse of horror mm-hmm. and then that's it Except for when they did that Thanksgiving of Horror, which was badass. I didn't see that one. That one's awesome. It's on Disney Plus. You should watch okay. it. Okay. And for those of you that are listening, if you want to watch these, you can find them on Disney Plus. They have yep. them sectioned out by type. So, like, you click yep. on Simpsons, or you go into collections, you you hit Simpsons, and then it has it broken up by horror, rock, you travel, know, sports, predictions. Yeah, and so, because, I mean, Simpsons has a knack for predicting what's going to happen in this mm-hmm. world, weirdly <laughs> enough, and so there's a, a whole section of that, um, but the reason why we're here today is to talk about the Treehouse of Horrors, episodes... Five, six, seven, and eight. Eight. All we're doing, uh, yeah, we're doing these in chunks of four so that uh, hopefully in our lifetimes we can actually get through them all <laughs> uh, right and I'm, i plan on doing this twice a year so we'll be back with more of these uh, in october yeah is the plan so every six months you'll get a dose of this so we yep. can get through them all because they're all well mostly all pretty freaking awesome yeah and that was the thing too man like episode six like the first time i watched it i just think i was really tired like I was trying to watch it, and I'm like, this, like it was the, it was the fifty foot eyesores, mm. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, this is funny, but like I was having a real hard time getting into it, and then I rewatched it last night or yesterday, 
when rewatching them. Um, and I was like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> that's a classic. It's right. yeah, they get rough when you get into like the early to mid twenties ish, mm-hmm. and they stopped doing horror as much and it was just random movie parodies like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Avatar and Transformers and shit. Right. It was just like, okay, this isn't <laughs> Treehouse of Horror. This is big this budget is, movie parody. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a pop culture house of pop culture, whatever. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Uh <laughs> we're starting with Treehouse of Horror number five, which came out October thirtieth, nineteen ninety four. Um, we're going to do these, I don't remember exactly how I did these last time, but uh, from now on, essentially I'm going to list off some fun facts, uh, and then we're going to get into talking about the segments, and then we'll skip to the next one, and, and so on. Sounds good. Uh, number five was actually my favorite out yeah. of all of them that I've seen My so My newest appreciation for The Shining. For The Shining? Loving, yeah. <laughs> for you want to get shining? sued? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I mean, this one was good, man, too, because it was like, you know, the the shinning being the first segment and then mm-hmm. the Nightmare Cafeteria being the third. I'm just like, okay, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Due to budget cuts and shit like that, you're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a great take. Good. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm not uh, forcing you to watch things that are too uh, painful. Yeah, no, I'm not going to complain about some of these. Like, they're not maximum overdrive to you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i wasn't gonna say it but i'm glad it was said yeah so some fun facts about trios of horror five uh david merkin deliberately placed more graphic violence in the episode due to complaints about excessive violence in the show oh okay so like fuck y'all i do what i want (laughs) yeah tell me not to do it and i'm gonna do it twice as hard yeah so she said. This eh. episode marked the end of the tradition of featuring humorous tombstones in the title sequence of Halloween episodes. Uh, the title sequence of this episode featured a tombstone reading, quote, amusing tombstones, <laughs> which was a sign that the writers could no, no longer devise ideas to use as humorous tomb- tombstone messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff also decided against the traditional continuation of featuring wrap-around segments uh, that were featured before each story in the uh, preceding Triassic 4 episodes to allow more time for the main stories, which I think is for the best. Yeah. I, I liked the gimmick of, oh, they're in a treehouse telling ghost stories, or, oh, they all ate too much candy and had bad dreams, but <laughs> as I, it gives more time for some of these segments, and especially with something like Shining. Right. It, it pays off. Yeah, I I agree with you. I do like the idea of, you know, being sent around the treehouse and all that kind of stuff. But it also, like, I see why going this direction also helped because, you know, like, how are you going to parody a movie but be sitting in a treehouse, you know, telling Telling a, a story? Unless it was like you know, Bart's telling a ghost story about something like this or somebody is, and then it's like reimagined to look like the shining. Like I could mm-hmm. see that, but yeah. Uh, in the scene where the Simpsons house transforms into numerous objects, one of the original designs included the house made entirely of squirrels. The layout artist who designed it worked on the drawings for more than two days, but ultimately it was cut to ensure their work did not go to waste, some staff members have used the drawings on Christmas cards and other studio-related notices. Did you find a picture of this by no, chance? No, I really would like to. Uh, while you talk, I'll see if I can find it. So then that okay. way, when we post this episode, I'm trying to get in the habit of posting more. I did it with Hellraiser on our last one, mm-hmm. of posting more either behind-the-scenes stuff like that. So... Um, I'm going to do it now while you're talking. So if it looks like I'm not paying attention to you, that's why. Cause you're not. All right. True. <laughs> that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final scene where a nightmarish fog turns the family inside out was inspired by a thriller featured on the radio show lights out called the dark. Which I've never <laughs> nice. heard of. Okay. Uh, entertainment weekly ranked this episode as the ninth best of the entire series. And Time and Punishment was later referenced in DC Comics' Booster Gold book, where Booster Gold explains the butterfly effect by referencing this episode. Right, okay. Which is awesome. 
Um, I found a picture of it. Yeah. Um, let me see if you can see it uh, on the screen Feed. here. <laughs> right. And right. so there's that That's one. That's cool. And I'll post both of them because there's that one. And then I don't know if somebody else went and tried to color it in. Mm. But they'll both be on um, on our social medias. Yeah. When this Go ahead uh, and head uh, over to those. Uh, yeah, when... at Pod and Gore. Or Gore yeah. underscore Pod, excuse me. Indeed. Depending on where you look. Yeah. Yeah, we always do a bunch of stuff on uh, the Facebooks and whatnot. So It's where it's popping. Come, come check out. Yeah. Come hang out. Come yeah, talk to us. Great. That's such a good uh, so time. The, the first one is uh, the shinning. The Simpsons are hired as caretakers at Mr. Burns' mansion. Deprived of television and beer, Homer becomes insane and attempts to murder the family. <laughs> Obviously, this is a shining parody and mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. It's and it's so nice good. when, knowing the movies like we do, there's so many references. Yeah. And it pokes fun at so... Like when he's... Uh, following Marge up the stairs and going, give me the bat. And then he looks at the mirror and scares himself and falls down the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, and that's... Like, you know, the main thing of The Shining is Jack's, you know, writing this book Mm -hmm. and he's working on it, working on it, working on it. And at the end, it's revealed that he's just been typing the same thing over and over and over again on thousands of pages Mm -hmm. what was it that he typed in on this yeah because i thought well yeah in the movie he did that but i thought in this he didn't type anything he just wrote it all on the walls no there's a uh there's a brief scene where marge is like that says something like the typewriter will be a a window inside of his madness Uh uh-huh and there's one sheet of paper in the typewriter, and it says, feeling fine. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. And then the lightning struck, and yeah. then you could see. <laughs> and then it says, no beer, no TV, make Homer go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. It's so it's good. It's just fantastic. I, we were talking about this earlier. There's some wasted opportunities. We were talking about how uh, Sherry and Terry could have been the Grady twins. Right. That would have been really nice. Right. You know, and and they could have done a little bit more here and there, but for you know, a eight minute parody, it's of good. A two plus hour movie. Yeah, this one here, it like uh, it, and like the second segment, it's not bad. Like yeah. it's not my favorite, but like the first and the third are so good that like mm-hmm. it, it puts it easily number one or number two like i don't remember as one through four as well like i know that mm-hmm. there's a few gems up there oh yeah especially but, four yeah but like well and that's good. and that's actually becomes like a, a joke in some of the later ones that the the second story or the b segment is like the weakest mm-hmm. well yeah you gotta start you gotta start and finish strong yeah makes sense uh, I, I love when homer's locked in the uh, the walk-in freezer thing and mo is the bartender obviously yeah. trying to get him to kill his family just because right and to homer starts eating the food and says i can't kill now i'm eating and so all these monsters come in to grab him and you get like freddy krueger you get the wolf man see god get... damn it i must have like looked away from the tv for a second because i didn't see that part you need to watch it again. I think Pinhead is... In, I have in my notes Pinhead was there as well. Well, speaking of Pinhead, we actually got um, a Facebook comment. And um, I don't remember what it is exactly off the top of the head, but um, listener Tim suggested that we cover Judgment sooner rather than later. Because it, like since Hellraiser 2 it's probably the the next strongest entry into that franchise. So just a quick shout out. Thanks for the comment uh, on the, on the post, but yeah, he's not wrong. Is is that the newest one that just it's came most, out? Yeah. That's the most recent one. Okay. And so like, given that we kind of missed the release date window, mm-hmm. I don't know how 
how soon we'll get to it. No, you're not going to watch it until I make you. And so um, I did enjoy it. For I know those you that did. Didn't and listen to the Hellraiser one, but I've heard others where I bitch about Hellraiser. <laughs> I did actually enjoy it. I, you and you, you preface that quite a bit in the, <laughs> yeah. in the episode. You like I did yes. enjoy it more than yes. I remembered or thought that I would. Yes. And I'll when give I was you a that. kid and I watched it, it was horridly boring. <laughs> but as an adult you, with a better attention span yep, and, and you patience. Found, you found some appreciation for it. <laughs> yeah. Like Hellraiser 2 is good, 3 is not bad, and then it goes off the rails. I don't remember those ones as well either, but back to Trio. Well, that's true with all of the franchises. Yeah. Really. After 3, it's like, okay, let's wrap it up. Well, and that's what sucks too about Halloween. Like... Honestly, After three, like, it's like I mean I liked four kind of, and six is I like Halloween six, but yeah, yeah. back to, we'll go back to Treehouse. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, the running gag in this uh, episode is groundskeeper Willie trying to save the day at the end, and he's constantly knifed in the back or uh, axed in the back <laughs> and killed as he's <laughs> trying. Which in this it, it works because that's what happens to um, I'm gonna blank on his name scatman crothers yeah what the fuck was his name i don't know you look that up but that's essentially who he is now i want to watch the shining i just did a couple weeks ago i know you did we talked on hbo max i yeah i own it though i do too but i still watch it on hbo max because it was all the way downstairs right um let's see 1974 he played Jesus, how many 70s movies? Oh, well, no, it was 1980, Jesus? sorry. Dick Halloran. Halloran, yeah. So he's supposed to be Halloran in the Shinning episode. So it kind of makes sense because that's, spoilers, what happens to Halloran in the actual Shining movie. But right. it's an awesome little running gag that they decided to keep on doing <laughs> throughout all of the different ones. Yeah. Including the next one, Time and Punishment. Okay. Uh, oh, that's Homer, right. <laughs> yeah. Homer repeatedly travels back in time and alters the future. Uh, the title is a reference to the, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Fyodor Dostoevsky novel, mm. Crime okay. and Punishment. I feel like I copied the first name wrong. I know Do- Dostoevsky, but... Yeah, anyway. but that's, uh, that's still a difficult name to toss out there. Yeah. Uh, in the plot where Homer causes major changes in the future by killing animals in the past mm-hmm. is a parody of Ray Bradbury's short story, A Sound of Thunder. Okay. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the little From, kid, well, apparently it's based on this apparently. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what I'm hearing through the grapevine. Right. Uh, I loved the Sherman and Peabody cameo. Mm-hmm. While he was traveling back through time, I big shock. I'm a Rocky and Bullwinkle fan. I'm <laughs> well, Justin, uh, it's not much of, of a surprise. Anybody that's listened to us over the course of two years will know that you have a somewhat broad range, unexpected. Like, so it's one thing to be like a fan of nerdy things, but mm-hmm. when you're like, yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle, that's my shit. They're like, huh? <laughs> what why why i was never a rocking bullwinkle guy i wasn't it's I'll, it's yeah. very dry and it's they're not all gems but i mean no. bullwinkle's college was called what's matter you i mean that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll give it to you good and the jurassic park style uh, theme music when he travels back to the land of the dinosaurs was really cool yeah yeah uh, the Reen Education Center. You can chime in on any of these if you also like to give me <laughs> well, a, a breather. No, I know, I know. Like I said, The Simpsons is your thing. I, I, I love, I, I like, I love The Simpsons, but yeah. I don't know as much. And I feel like next time we do these, I'm gonna watch the episodes multiple times just so that way it's not like watch it one and done and mm-hmm. trying to re- retain about eighty minutes worth of content over the like varied. It's not like. Yeah. A movie where, you know, it flows and it's not as hard to keep track. Pick up the pieces. Yeah, but yeah, like you're this... essentially watching nine or uh, well, twelve short stories. Yeah, um, yeah. I did like how, like, with this episode, like how he re- when he starts to kind of pick put together that he is messing up the f- his current timeline by doing things in that timeline. So like when he 
squishes the bug and then things happen later on and then he's like okay i can't do this again bop 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 oh god damn it you know and then <laughs> I it's wish, all i wish i hadn't sat on that fish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and not to spoil it but like at the end when he he's done he's like oh man everything seems normal and then everybody has lizard tongues and he's like okay mm-hmm. I, I can deal with this yeah. <laughs> given it's that every off. other one is so bad well and the like, worst part is like he had the perfect life where he was rich and his sister-in-laws were dead. And, <laughs> he had everything you know, he could have wanted. He had everything. And then he asks for a donut. And they're like, what are donuts? And then it st- he screams and runs out. And then it starts <laughs> raining donuts. <laughs> and they just go, oh, it's raining again. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, God. That would be so bad. <laughs> I had a donut up. for the first time today in a long time, dude. Like, I, I'm fat... And I love snacks, but I don't really mm. do like candy and donuts. My my mm. vice is beer and laziness. Sure. Um, and someone's like, Mine's "Hey, chocolate, <laughs> really?" And ice I'd, cream. Okay, ice cream. I can I can see that, and we're gonna end up in, a, in talking like a snacks episode here soon. But like, <laughs> not I, the worst thing. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> I I don't really do donuts. Like if I do, like I love me some apple fritters, maple bars. I just stuff had like a, that. a a cherry fritter this morning yeah they were at uh, fred meyer next time you see one buy one for me well we do uh, instacart so we just god damn yeah. it they come in like a little tub of four okay fair enough mm. um it was good but like i had a crispy cream donut and they're like everyone like they're okay they're fine but like yeah. i was like okay uh, donuts i could live without them I could too, but I've started to like them more because we have them at work like once a month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this one... Hey, sorry work sucks. Here's a donut. <laughs> oh, what? You're working all Still this sucks. overtime? Here's, Here's a piece of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing says I'm sorry like a pizza party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it worked in school. It works now. Yes, sir. Uh, during the transitions, it's worth mentioning that Maggie uh, axes Willie in the back when he's trying to save Homer. <laughs> And Maggie takes out her pacifier in like a deep James Earl Jones style voice and says, this is indeed a scary universe or something like, or a disturbing universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, so uh, it says um, on his next trip back, Homer destroys everything in sight. He arrives at a pr- at, in a present where everything appears normal. And that's when he sees that his family has amphibian tongues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's actually like, it's, it's a solid, a solid second segment. Yeah. Like it's a classic and it it definitely has its, its lines that are memorable and fun. Right. I know. I just feel like I'm missing out. Like I need to watch more Simpsons, but good God, I just don't have time. Well, now that they have uh, the Trias of Horror sectioned off, you can just, well, I just have those like, on Simpsons a constant Simpsons in general because, well, like, like uh, spoiler alert, but when we talk about our, our bonus episode or companion, if you will, like, mm-hmm. I had a real hard time with it, as you know. Like, it was yeah. like, I don't understand. Ah! <laughs> and so. Yeah. Well, moving on, because we got a ton of these more to cover. Uh, Nightmare Cafeteria, Principal Skinner begins using students in detention as cafeteria food, <laughs> a reference to the television series Nightmare Cafe, okay. while the plot bears reference to uh, Soylent Green, which is a movie I really want to see. Okay. Soylent Green, I, I, that, that's popped up recently. I've heard of that. Yeah, I it's a, it's somewhere. a... It's a very popular old movie, and the reference of you know Soylent Green as people is I, the. I think I saw it in one of, of the. the movie. I don't think it was um, slasher, but I think it was some horror group on Facebook that I saw that movie on, and so. Hmm. I've been watching Futurama the last several days, and they bring it up in there a lot too. Okay. It's pretty funny. Um. So. The overflowing detention and. The cafeteria is getting grade F meat because <laughs> of all these budget cuts. Leads them to start eating the students, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they start making cool, funny names for the things. Like Jimbo is uh, turns into sloppy Jimbos. <laughs> yeah. Uder is Uder Broughton. Mm-hmm. And when the kids 
find this out, they run to their parents and are like, they're eating the kids. And Marge is like, we can't keep fighting all your battles for you. You need to take care of this yourself. Yeah. <laughs> As you would do. Of course. Yeah. They're Tells eating your class. Yeah, they're eating yeah. your classmates. Fucking deal with it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> just, just go up to them and say, "Don't eat me." No, it's bad. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> Stop. Please. It's not nice. <laughs> and Willie, of course, gets axed in the back again uh, by Skinner as he's trying to help the kids. <laughs> and yeah. this is one of the kind of rare ones where they all technically die at the end yeah it says they fall to their grisly deaths yeah they had they fall into giant like blender thing yeah like a grinder like Mm -hmm. a meat grinder yeah yeah and right before they fall in bart wakes up and marge is like oh you're just having a a crazy nightmare and I, i don't remember how she transitions to it but essentially there's a fog that's going around springfield that turns people inside out Right, and it starts seeping through the window, and yeah. all of them turn inside out, Hellraiser style, and uh, do a big musical number. Yeah, like it, it almost kind of reminded me of um, Wizard of Oz, where they're all like, where he's laying in bed, and yeah. then the fog comes in, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> this is going to be a shame. My favorite part of that though is that the is at the end is when Santa's little helper drags Bart off screen, and you just see the blood trail. You know, carrying mm-hmm. them off. It's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> One that they even incorporated into the song. I, I only caught this recently, but it was the family dog is eyeing Bart's intestines. It's one of the lines oh, in the song. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. There was, there was some, uh, the lines to some of those songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's it for five. We'll top into six, which debuted October 29th, 1995. The episode was very long, so it featured a very short opening sequence and did not include several trademarks established in previous Trios of Horror episodes, mm-hmm. such as Marge's Warning or the Wraparounds. Yeah, I missed I missed the uh, Marge's Warning. Yeah, those were always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And like in the one where uh, Homer is Hitchcock. Yeah. That one was fun. <laughs> I think is. that was three. Uh, the original idea for Homer 3... Or cubed, I think that is what that is. Yeah, it's Homer cubed. Was that Homer would visit several dimensions, including one where everything was made out of uh, paper cutouts, but they decided it would uh, be too complicated. Okay. So they just stuck with the one in the wall. Okay. Uh, This features the first ever live action scene in The Simpsons, and it was filmed on uh, Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. Oh, right, with 3D Homer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was what I was excited about. I remember that as a kid. Because, I mean, this was 95, so this is the same year as Toy Story. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And actually, like, two months before, I think, Toy Story came out at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So this might have actually predated Toy Story by Dude, a couple months. When I, like, seeing that when you're 12 <laughs> years old, yeah. or in in my case, like, I don't remember that, but, like... As a twelve a twelve year old, where that's not really a thing, or seeing a whole mm-hmm. lot of that, like that would be just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I was a kid who always wanted cartoons to be real. I still do. Well, yeah, who does? Quite yeah. frankly, and so the idea of oh my god, The Simpsons in real life, like that's fantastic. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> Uh, I just read that one. While designing the 3D model of Bart, the animators did not know how they would show Bart's hair. However, they realized that there were vinyl Bart dolls in production and purchased one to use as a model. Makes sense. Yeah. I I think I had those dolls where it kind of was basically like his cylindrical shaped head and then just spiky on top. Yeah. Um, That's essentially what they ended up doing for all of them. And the toys they have now and all that shit, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesaurus, Brandon's favorite. (laughs) An Ionix... Oh, yeah, I'm actually into the thing now. An Ionix Storm uh, brings Springfield's oversized uh, advertisements and billboards to life, and they begin attacking the town. The title, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesaurus, is a reference to the film Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. 
Right. And the watching it the second time, like I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. Like I like it when Kent Brockman is reporting from the roof and then his, you know, 50 foot caricature comes and <laughs> just fucks him up. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh, eats him. yeah, that's a, that's a irony there if I've ever heard of it. Well, and like the Pep Boys <laughs> the come off boys. of theirs and <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Zip Boys and their heads are so big that they just topple over and start dragging their heads yeah um it of course it like with homer and what they called the lard lad donuts um when he was like i want that donut and they're like oh we don't make donuts that size (laughs) and he's like are you fucking like what (laughs) and so he like paid for a colossal donut i I want want a colossal colossal donut donut. (laughs) and so he like what grappling hooks it or whatever and then pulls it down and takes it to his house right as the ionic storm brings it to life and he looks over and like like oh fuck and then shows up at homer's house he's like oh no it's at flanders and he fucking goes over there. Like, <laughs> crashes know, like, open his house I, I love when flanders runs in the back he's like help me lord he's <laughs> help me, running lord. for help <laughs> yeah. homer's like no, I think it's at Moe's. Go kill Mo. Yeah, go yeah, go kill Mo. <laughs> the funny thing about this man is like I was just thinking about this while we were both laughing. I'm like, this is a horror podcast. We're talking about cartoons and laughing our asses off. There's nothing yeah. spooky about what's going on today. It's a well, nice break, especially after Hellraiser. Sure. And um I'm not gonna spoil it yet, but my next pick, it we're definitely venturing yeah. away, I, but not in a bad way. Yeah, I, I think it's justified. I, I justified it in my head. Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, it's it's more gruesome than some of the movies we cover. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, I love Marge saying, "Just give him back the donut, and it'll end horror." <laughs> and Tomer's like, oh, "Okay, if it'll end horror," and then he gives him back the donut, and he does the iconic lard lad pose, and then he gets evil again, and he just boots that dog across town. <laughs> Right? You're like, oh, God. Poor dog. Starts dragging the donut across people's roofs and just tearing them apart. Fucking dick. But Uh, the day is saved by Paul Inca's uh, Just Don't Look melody. Right. Uh, The next one is obviously one of my favorites. You'll guess why here in a second. Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's an Elm Street parody in which groundskeeper Willie, resembling Freddy Krueger, attacks uh, school children in their sleep. And he's got the fedora, he's got, it's not really a striped sweater, but, you know, he's got a big sweater on, and instead of the the claw hand, he just carries a big rake around. Yeah, he carries his rake. <laughs> I love, it's just, this one has some of the funniest damn lines, like the, the, they do a flashback to why Willie is Freddy Krueger, and essentially there was this like PTA meeting in March to discuss oh, the badly printed calendars, and it was called Smarch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I messed up in my mind. I know. Uh, Nightmare Cafeteria. I would like knowing full well this is the one I was thinking about when I was reading mm. Nightmare, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's when like. I was like, oh, budget cuts, and then they didn't fix the door handle, and so that's why he got burnt downstairs. And I'm like, I was mixing the two episodes together, and mm. I was like, oh, but still solid. But it is true. There's budget cuts, and, uh, you know, I, I love Skinner's, like, uh, testing the fire extinguishers. This and is if- a free thing for the... <laughs> provided by the fire department and everyone's like nay nay <laughs> yeah and it's like everything that could uh, potentially save willie's life is like yeah. oh god what about the door <laughs> handles no fire extinguishers no like oh man and it, this is a fairly good riff on the nightmare franchise i felt like the martin being killed as that wizard was very dream warriors-esque yeah Oh, yeah, dude, this segment nailed Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, like, it nailed it. And I'm like, okay, nicely done. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I think when they really have a solid grasp on the material, and it's why I kind of got frustrated with them 
in those teens and 20s because it's like there's so many horror movies they haven't done that they could talk about that a little bit later right um like there's so many different ways they could go and you know these better than me so like i could be like hey off the top of your head number one movie that they haven't done that they should done would be We'll save that for our uh, our bonus, I think. There it is. That's You're like, I don't know. Don't put me on the spot. Moving that on. <laughs> I don't you know. I think the the first one that came to my mind, and it's spoilers, might be one that I talk about. The easiest one they could do would be it. Oh, that's right. That that one, given that you have Krusty, mm-hmm. is just so right. I've seen so many. Pinterest pictures That's what of Krusty as Pennywise yeah. and Bart as um, what's his face? George, in the uh, Georgie. Georgie. Did like, they, they ever, could so do that. Did they ever do any of the Halloweens? No. Halloweens a one that they could do. Um, you know, and some others that we'll we'll talk about in Perfect. our uh, yeah we'll save it for the bonus. Episode. Awesome. Yeah. I lost my spot. Um, I love the ending. They go into the dream, much like in the traditional nightmare uh, fashion. And Maggie shows up and kills the giant bagpipe willy spider with her pacifier in the the hole. Mm-hmm. And it causes him to just expand, expand until he blows up. <laughs> and then he shows up in the real world and he shows up on a bus and then says he left his gun on the seat and he has to chase the gun or chase the bus to try and get his gun back to kill the kids. It's just awesome. Yeah. As you tune out again. Uh, Uh, Sorry, I'm typing something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Homer finds himself trapped in a three-dimensional world. The segment uh, Homer 3 is a parody of the Twilight Zone episode Little Girl Lost in which a girl travels through a portal to the fourth dimension. Ooh. Never seen it, but cool. Right. Um, Homer's essentially trying to escape having to talk to Patty and Soma, and everyone tries to hide from him. The kids hide in the closet. Um, but obviously, you know, because they're wearing coats, they discover them very quickly. And Homer decides to hide behind a bookcase, of all places, and he finds this dimension, this, you know, doorway into another uh, dimension. Right. And it's, you know, again, it's not very scary, mm-hmm. but from a technical standpoint, yeah, it's, it's really cool looking. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, technically cool or not, like, this is probably the le- my least favorite one that we talked about, mm-hmm. because, like, I don't remember anything about this other than him walking down the street. Yeah. I think... That's the thing for me. It just it holds a special place in my heart because I remember the commercials when I was a kid. Well, yeah, for when this was coming out, nostalgia factor I- through the roof. Yeah, yeah, and the idea of seeing Bart and Homer in that three D Toy Story esque computer generated, you know, fashion was so new and exciting back in '95. It was like holy shit. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Treehouse of Horror number seven which aired October 27th, 1996. Uh, Despite similarities, The Thing and I was not based on the plot of the 1982 film Basket Case. Oh. You know that classic film I've never heard of. Uh, Basket Case? Yeah. You've never heard of Basket Case? Nope. I was born in 87. Okay, so... So I'm not as old as you. (laughs) Yeah, you're... I I was born in 83, (laughs) dickhead. Like, like, make it sound like you were born in, like, 95. fucking 97 or something. No, Basket Case came out in 1982, so it yeah. is older than me, but, like... Just barely. <laughs> it sounds familiar, like, the title, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it it's not that old. Like, Basket Case, and then the sequel came out in 1990, and then the third movie came out in 1991. Moving on. Okay. Uh, The sequence where tiny spaceships attack Bart in the Genesis tub marks one of the first uses of computers in the Simpsons animation. Mm -hmm. The computer was used to build models for reference, and the animators later retraced it. Hmm. 
In 2017, IGN called Citizen Kang the best segment of the entire anthology and placed the episode itself as number one on its ranking of all Trios of Horror episodes. Really? Like, I mean, it it was a decent segment, but like... It's actually probably one of my least favorites of the early ones. Okay. It's funny, and I like it, but Mm -hmm. it's... But you also are a big fan of Kang and Kodos, though. True. I never got those phone calls. God, come on, guy. There's 30 bucks. Not anymore. Oh, you. <laughs> I missed that boat. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Holy moly. Moving on. No, yeah. uh, for The Thing and I, Mar- uh, Mark, Bart discovers his long-lost twin, Hugo, up in the attic. Um, <laughs> I did like this one. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's so funny, and it gives... Hibbert is one of those characters that comes in on a lot of these and is just hilarious for how brutal he is mm-hmm. and some of the horrible things he's talking about um like they did a routine soul smear of the tw- you know the siamese twins mm-hmm. and lisa says i think they're supposed to be called conjoined twins now and hillbillies like to be called sons of the soil but it ain't gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh the soul smear of course showed the presence of pure evil Right. And Hugo wants to rejoin Bart and he wants to sew them back together and he practiced by making a pigeon rat. Right. And then <laughs> the like the the pigeon takes off, hits the wall and then the uh, rat runs into the, you know, the mouse hole and then racks its pigeon head on the door like <laughs> it's freaking good. awesome. And but he was successful, though. That's the thing yeah, that we... Yeah, I mean, he had a successful run. He think he could have done it. And what yeah, they yeah. end up discovering is that, of course, the right twin is always the evil one. But Bart Scar's on the wrong side, yeah. so he couldn't have been... Uh, or Hugo couldn't have been the evil right twin. It was Bart. And they decide as a compromise that they will integrate Hugo into the family and lock Bart up in the basement and feed him fish heads. <laughs> that's so fucked up it's so fucked up i know you've been with us for the last 10 11 years but it's Where's... attic time now yeah you're done yeah <laughs> I, I love that one genesis tub uh where lisa grows a colony of small beings on a baby tooth based on the 1962 twilight zone episode called the little people yeah that is, is this, this segment wasn't bad either no it, it's more science fictiony than mm-hmm you know actual horror yeah but for sure i love the idea of a baby tooth mixed with soda mixed with a static shock from rubbing your feet on the carpet creates a civilization on a tooth right oh yeah and i also love that lisa is considered god and bart ends up being the devil yeah your brother i don't know the why <laughs> Yeah, the devil is your brother is one of my favorite lines. I don't, I don't know why, but every time I hear it, it makes me chuckle. Well, yeah, and that she's like when they're. Uh, I like that part after that when she's sitting there, she just looks frustrated. She's like, aren't, she's like, aren't you supposed to be groveling? Yeah, <laughs> like leave me the fuck. Bring alone. me shoes. Yeah, oh, you think she needs too. a pair of socks too. Or <laughs> <laughs> and Bart ends up winning the science fair because he takes the. Uh, her civilization to the science fair and wins right. while she's shrunk and trapped there. You're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Citizen Kang, Kang and Kodos impersonate Bill Clinton and Bob Dole in order to win the 1996 presidential election. Yeah. Because this is dated. Uh, uh, so dated. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, I was 13. That would have been the... I was 8. I don't know. I don't care anymore. I was trying to think of what uh, grade I was in when that happened. Because I remember when I was in the fifth grade, which would have been, well, I was five in 1988. That's when I would have started kindergarten. Jesus Christ. 1993, <laughs> I would have been fifth grade. Yeah, I was about that. Because I remember in my fourth grade class, we had little mock elections of which one we'd vote for president. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember Bill Clinton winning that one. Well, that's good because he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that link, to, that thing I just sent you, I'm half tempted yeah. to buy it just to see. Because I mean, like forty bucks is a decent chunk, but at the same time, like I'll do it for forty. If you want to, 
That's what yeah. I mean. Like I'll tell, I'll, I'll assume all risk. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kidding. You look so concerned. Yeah, I'm not concerned. Can, I'm excited. Like I don't know that site, but if you are familiar with it, I'll do it. I'm not, but I'll do it for you. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. And I'll pay you back. I know you will. I'm half tempted to buy. I'm half tempted to buy two, and sell yeah. the other one. <laughs> that's not a terrible idea. Like on Amazon, they're going for like hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred, hundred fifteen. eBay, yeah. hundred to hundred fifty. So like, if that's legit, go for it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna buy one though because I don't care enough to sell it. Continue. Okay, so Clinton and Dole are abducted, and Homer, of course, accidentally shoots them out of the tubes into space and kills them. They just float <laughs> off naked and into space. Mm-hmm. Um, and after it's revealed that the aliens are the candidates, because it's a two-party system, <laughs> they so relevant <laughs> as well. Yeah. They're like, God damn it. Well, and that's there's a joke where well I'll just vote for a third party candidate and one of go them ahead goes, waste your vote <laughs> throw your like, vote away yeah it's like oh too true <laughs> too true because that's the thing that like chaps my ass is like I've done that before where I'm like I don't like either of you mm-hmm. I'm gonna vote for this person God damn it it didn't even like three percent like come on guys vote with your head mm-hmm. you know what I mean like ugh. it's only one of the two. That's true. It's too bad. <laughs> um, but Kang wins the election, and they enslave humanity, as you do, and end up having to build a giant death ray to kill some planet no one's ever heard of. But Homer <laughs> voted for Kodos, so you can't blame him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trails of Horror number eight. We are almost there. Ooh, yeah. Round in the band. Either. Yeah? Good. I was hoping. Uh, aired October 26th, 1997. Some fun facts for you. The opening segment of the episode, which features a Fox sensor being stabbed to death, had a difficult time getting through the real-life sensors. Big shock. They had issue with the size of the knife and the sound effects used. Originally, the TV rating was supposed to stab the sensor with a dagger, but Fox objected because it was too gruesome and changed it to a cutlass. Nice. Just a big-ass sword. (laughs) Uh, The censors also objected to an unaired scene where Homer does his naked church dance in an altar. The scene was (laughs) reanimated so that Homer was dancing naked in the front row. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that scene when he, like, takes his his clothes are off and he's dancing naked in the church. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) I'm like, "That's, um, that's pushing some boundaries. You just went there. Yeah, they they definitely went there. And given that this was 1997, the -hmm. climate, obviously, not the same as it is, what, fucking 20 years later, 24 years later? Like, yeah, dude, it's... It's interesting. And I don't know, you could maybe get away with something like that now, but it's it's hard to say Yeah, because I don't feel like church or religion-based things are as hot topic as yeah, it's not uh, as sacred yeah well well that but it's also it's not like it's not a trending issue at the moment yeah. like and they put lo- themselves in so much hot water not to get off on a tangent here but yeah they kind of they tee it up for you pretty well mm-hmm. uh large portions of the fly versus fly segment were cut including the original ending where the fly also emerges from the teleporter but it's considerably larger, and the Simpsons family ride it to the mall. Oh, God. <laughs> kind of glad that was cut. Yeah. Yeah, that Fly uh, versus Fly is probably another one of my uh, not as um, well-liked uh, I like it. It's And we'll get to it. It's nice. Cause, you know, it's that kind of classic Jeff Goldblum, The Fly movie. So it is yes. kind of nice to see that, given it's due, even though I've never actually seen that movie. Right. I want to. Uh, And it's the last episode that Brad Bird ever worked on. He left the show to direct The Iron Giant. Yeah. And then he did The Incredibles and Mission Impossibles and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Trails of Horror 8 won a Golden Reel Award in 1998 for Best Sound Editing uh, in Television and Animated Specials. So, the Omega Man... 
Homer is the last man left alive when a neutron bomb destroys Springfield until a gang of mutants come after him. And this is obviously a parody of the Omega Man, which has been made and remade more times than I can count. It's essentially I Am Legend. Okay. And some of those other movies. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing starts by Quimby, Mayor Quimby, calling the French frogs, which is a joke you probably couldn't do anymore now. And right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a thing back then. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So this, it did make me laugh, though, because they're like, oh, you know, they called the French, he called the French frogs, but then they're like, all sitting around the table, talking shit, and then they start laughing, and then their necks start fucking <laughs> bulging, bulging out while out. they're laughing, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, dude, like, it, like, give me a little bit of a break here, but it, it, I did like this fact that when, like, he goes in to check out that bomb shelter, and he's seeing all the stuff, and he starts eating the canned steak... And then, like, not even realizing that nuclear bombs went off and, you know, not that nuclear fallout is a thing in this, but, like, <laughs> opens the door, walks outside, and I don't remember what he says about the steak, but, like, the guy is just standing there like a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it was... I think it's it something good. like, you call that prime rib or something Yeah, like something about prime rib. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. And then, so he goes off and, you know, he thinks he's the last man on Earth. <laughs> which in a, in a way he is and he starts you know gallivanting around town doing whatever he wants and then he gets back to his house and he finds that his family is alive because of all of the lead paint the lead paint they're like yes there's so <laughs> much made lead the perfect bomb shelter <laughs> yeah so much lead paint in the walls like oh, oh god <laughs> but it they find that everyone else has been turned into horrible mutants and have like started up this cult with robes Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like this quasi sweet ending at the idea of they call it freaks and norms getting along, and Marge plays along until the entire family pulls out a bunch of twelve gauges. <laughs> yeah, and just, just boom, blows boom. It into pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, fly, fly versus fly. Homer buys a transporter that Bart uses to switch bodies. With a house fly, obviously, as we talked earlier, it's a parody of the fly. Uh, I love Homer haggling over the $2 price tag. <laughs> it's two bucks. And only transports matter. Yeah, like, come on. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like that, I liked uh, when Bart picked up the mood pants. Mm-hmm. And it was just holding I was like, oh, like I would have picked those up, too, because that was cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> And Homer uses it to basically replace stairs and not have to walk anywhere. He just about tries to use it to pee in the living room into the toilet. <laughs> and then ends up punching Lisa in the face. He's like, ow! What the <laughs> fuck, Dad? Or it was your mother. In the face. Yeah, your mom did it. That's so good. He reaches for a beer and gets the, the cat ear medicine. Ugh. But then he goes, well, and that's what he does. He goes, oh, yeah, and oh, man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Homer, man. He's just great and horrible at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Bart gets the, the brilliant idea that if he goes in there with a fly, he will become super fly, <laughs> like Spider-Man. Yeah. But as a fly, which, yeah. you know, it's fair. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, be like, who would want to actually be a Spider-Man? Until you see what Spider-Man is, and then yeah. you try to think to yourself, like, well, what would be like the if you upside? Were a of... Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah, you like, or oh. a man spider, as it is in the books. It's freaking horrible. Oh my god, that just made me think of the Big Bang Theory clip I saw when they were talking about Batman and Man Bat. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he'd be Batman, man. <laughs> We'd be Man Batman. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. <clears throat> But what ends up happening is they essentially swap heads. So it's Bart's body with a fly's head, which wreaks havoc on the Simpsons and is immediately accepted into the family. <laughs> and they completely forget about what would have happened to Bart's head. Lisa brings it up and you see, you know, tiny fly body with a tiny Bart head pretending to be trapped in a spider web. And then he just slaps the spider around and yeah. flies off. And the spider's like... 
what the fuck? <laughs> like the arms go Get up. Get back here. Yeah. <laughs> and it all wraps up with, again, this almost sentimental kind of thing of like, oh, I guess we've all learned a, a lesson here. There are things that just shouldn't be tampered with by Homer. And then mm-hmm. he whips out an axe and he acts like he's going to destroy the machine mm-hmm. for what it did. But what he's actually doing is chasing Bart around the house, saying that he's going to kill him <laughs> for using the machine. Because he spent, <laughs> I yeah. think he ended up spending thirty-five cents on it. Oh my god! So he did haggle it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, could you imagine <laughs> buying a fucking machine like that for two dollars? <laughs> Good lord. That'd be so nice. Never have to. It'd be great for groceries. Oh. That'd yeah. Be wonderful, especially like, if you have stairs. <laughs> Which you do. Which I do. A yeah. lot of them. I'd use I, it for laundry, I think. That's what I'd travel most. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think I would have it set to work. Hmm. I mean, as much I as I... don't want to have that much easy access to work. No, but I. that's where I spend most of my time. It's too bad. And it's too bad that, like, <laughs> like, instant travel should be a thing someday where you can just, like, those are set up at places. So, like, if you have, like the correct input or whatever. Like you'd be like, Hey, I'm going from here to the store or from here to wherever. Like, Ooh, yeah, that would be nice. Easy bake cover. You'd have to be able to turn it off or keep it so that random people can't go yeah, from just that beep, location beep, 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 into yeah. your house. It'd have to be such an intricate code. Like, yeah, you could <laughs> yeah. turn it off or something, but just someone popping into your house. Like, uh, Oh, hi, dear. <laughs> Easy Bake Coven, last one. One of my favorites. Marge is accused of witchcraft in a Puritan rendition of Springfield in 1649, which is a parody of The Crucible, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the the trial and the idea that they've accused so many people, they're running out of them. Yeah. And like, oh, we burned her last week. Mm-hmm. And God dang it. The, the deciding vote for being Marge was Edna saying, your laundry is always much whiter than mine. And Mo's like, oh, I've heard enough, Burner. Like, <laughs> I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the due process, also mm-hmm. one of my favorites. They take her out to a cliff with a broom and say we're, you know, it, I, they tee it up like, you know, everyone's uh, you know allowed due process and wiggum's like hey this is how the process works yeah we'll We're give you this broom you. yeah <laughs> we'll shove you off the cliff and if and you're ye- <laughs> yeah if you're, yeah no if you're if you're a witch you'll survive because you'll fly up on your broom mm-hmm. but if and you re- d- immediately report back here for sentencing and beheading Tor- yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously if you don't you Die an honorable Christian death. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. It's a win-win. Yeah. But of course, she is a witch. She jumps off, screams like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. But flies up on the broom. Her skin's now green. And her hair turns into like this bat's nest that enlarges and explodes. And bats start flying and chasing people. Yeah. Wiggum, I think, has turned into like a gopher. <laughs> um... Lou and uh, I can't think of the other guys, the other police uh, guy's name, but they turn into like a, a tooth fairy and a a snowman. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so Marge heads back to her sister's cave, and they decide because they're spying on the townspeople. They and. Ned and Maud are talking about how scared they are of the witches and that they're going to eat their children, which essentially gives them the idea to go around and start eating children. Oh my God. Like, hey, that's we were just going to steal their shoes, but this is a good idea. Yeah, right? So they go around and start eating kids, and when they actually get to the Flanders, mm-hmm. they, the Maud gives them gingerbread kids instead with the hook that they're boneless. Which gets them excited. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. (laughs) And instead, so that that changes their mind and they decide to start going from house to house looking for candy and treats instead of their kids, which, of course, starts the tradition of trick-or-treating. Yeah, that's awesome. Good old trick-or-treating. Heck yeah. (laughs) That's it. 
Dude, that's that it. And Treehouse that's... one through or sorry, five through eight. In less than you know. an hour. Really? Barely. We're wow. like we're at fifty nine minutes, but yes. Well, that's I it. Sped through that a lot faster than I thought I would. Well, I know I talk fast sometimes, so apologies if I went too fast. But well, no, like once we like it, I, if we would have kept the pace that we did with episode five, we would still be going. But you definitely were like, yeah, we got to ramp this up, and without saying, okay, we need to speed this up. We just did and did, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's Treehouse of Horror five through eight. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Since we have a little more time, and that went pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, I we don't do scorecards as much anymore, but do you have a favorite segment for this one? Yeah, I think that if out of this one here, let me go back to where I had all the segments listed. Um, it's probably going to be The Shinning, followed mm-hmm. by Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, and then if I were to do a three... Honestly, it would probably be Nightmare Cafeteria. If I, I were to, yeah, if I were to do my three. Yeah, mine would be Shinning Nightmare, obviously. Mm-hmm. On Evergreen Terrace. And I think I think I might go Easy Bake Coven. Yeah, you were saying that, that you were a fan of that. Yeah, that one, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the design of Witch Marge. I have, like, I have a Trios of Horror section in my big menagerie of toys. Yeah. And one of them is a shelf dedicated, actually, now it's two shelves <laughs> dedicated to Trios of Horror. The top of the bookcase now mm-hmm. is Trios of Horror because I've got that Island of Dr. Hibbert playset still in the box. I've nice, got a, nice. a Homer and Marge from. Uh, the one where they shrink and go inside Mr. Burns. Oh, okay. I have that from McFarlane still in the case. I resisted mm-hmm. opening it. It wow. was very tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, same with the, the island at Hibbert. Like, I really wanted to open that thing up. <laughs> I need to but so bad. <laughs> it was expensive, which makes me feel better about nuts. Yeah. So, anything else that we want to toss out before we end this episode here? Or... Well, as we have uh, started a new season and a new format, it is time to divulge what's going to happen now. Normally, Brandon would chime in and I'd let him talk about his next pick. Right. But that's not going to happen. We're going to force you to watch or listen to our uh, next bonus episode. Eventually watch. Yeah. Yeah, eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. what Brandon's next pick's going to be. And instead, we're doing uh, companion episodes. Yes. So, so that essentially... We, so that we can ahead. give you weekly content, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out a cool, fun, easy way to do weekly shows for like two years now. Yeah, to and do I more think we've, with less. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have busy schedules. Like Brandon said, we were supposed to record this like almost a week ago. Yeah, damn near. Something always so, happens. Yeah. Work um, is picking up like crazy. and Yeah. So, so essentially what we're going to start doing are companion episodes that will piggyback off of the previous week's main topic. So right. in this case, this week we did Triassic 4. My next episode that is going to be my companion to this is going to be Brandon and I uh, Simpsonizing four horror movies. Right. Yeah. It's basically going to be tree. It's going to be treehouse esque, but um, we each have a list of four movies that we just did much better than I um, basically. No, we haven't heard it yet. Well, <laughs> yeah, we basically took horror movies and then we're like how Justin did how his parodies would be minor more uh, castings at mm-hmm. this point, but yeah, it, it, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we'll be they're doing gonna that. Be, they're going to be shorter episodes. I know this was kind of a quick one just because content, um, mm-hmm. but we, we do something similar to this over on my other show, We Are Marvel. Check that out if you like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Um, they're just little topic episodes. They're probably going to be about half hour, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. give or take this one might be even shorter depends on how much we dive deep on these right um but it's it's more episodes you don't have to wait two weeks 
to hear our lovely voices in your ears and you know you get us every week now yeah so every week uh and if you have ideas um we try to plan things out in advance but like we said if there's something that you want um like norris sent me a a text or was telling me at work the other day he's like you guys finally covered covered Hell, Hellraiser. He was beyond mm-hmm. jacked about that. Like he had no idea. But like, if there's something you're like, man, I really want to hear them talk about Pumpkinhead for some reason. Like, yeah. you know, we won't know. We, we we don't know until you tell us. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen Pumpkinhead, so that'd be something. I'd it's be been. A, we talked about it at work today. It's been a long watch. time. <laughs> and so yeah, but until then, you can find us on all. Do you have some you. Eyes popped up. Okay. I was just looking at you again. Um, You have, you can find us on the social medias. Um, It's popping over on Facebook. Um, Pod and Gore podcast. We have a group, you know, come join in. We just ask you to answer the questions so we know you're real. Come Mm -hmm. be a part of the conversation. We got people in there talking daily about, we had Seth in there who binged all the Hellraiser franchise after we watched the movie. I saw um, that. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, you know. For more than one reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, just come be a part of the conversation. We're on the Slasher app, yeah, Pod and Gore mm-hmm. Podcast. Uh, you can uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm working on those. Twitter's dead. Instagram is not as bad. Mm. Uh, that's more almost like a podcast network. Like the people that follow us are just other podcasts, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, at gore underscore pod you can email us at pod and gore at gmail.com there's no shortage of ways to get a hold of us and we are responsive so yeah that's the thing if you have an idea now that we're doing these companion episodes we do have to kind of plan these a bit more mm-hmm. um and kind of have a schedule but if you have an idea we will put it into that schedule right. and it will give us time to think of a companion and Really, or, it's kind of more incentive because you'll get two episodes about whatever your your thing is. Right. And if you somehow impress us, not to sound like dicks, but if you were like, kind hey, I want you to cover this movie, and I think this would be a brilliant companion episode, I'll probably cancel what I'm doing just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, yeah, especially if you're doing the work for us and come up with <laughs> like, our why not? Uh, companion episode, we'll take it, you know, all the way. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. but until then, uh, we've been your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.